0: Ladies and gentlemen, here we have a little uh, Fresh Talk exclusive happening. Getting ready for the tour, which starts next weekend, we want to invite our good friend AJ from Lit to Fresh Talk. AJ, how you doing, sir? Yeah. Yo, yo. <laughs> hey, all right, all right. So uh, just so you know what you're talking to, this is uh, we do a weekly podcast, a couple guys in the band. We talk about all sorts of stuff every week. Obviously, we've been hyping the tour up, but we wanted to have you come on to talk a little uh, UK and talk about the tour.
1: Yes,
0: yeah, sir. So, Sorry, man. yeah, a couple questions for you. Are, are you ready? Are you looking forward to it?
1: I am. What's, what's bad out? Because this is uh, for us. It's part two. Uh, we were just out there um, not too long ago. And we did. We did about was it about ten or eleven shows, and uh, it went so so awesome that we, uh, you know, all the all the promoters and our agent out there were like, "You, you guys got to come back." We're like, hey, "We're anytime. We're down." So. Ever since then, we've just been like waiting for the number, you know, the dates to come in, and and uh, and we're stoked, man. We're stoked that it all came together, and we're we're excited to get out with you guys.
0: Great. Now, now this tour is a little bit of a different beast because even though you're doing a place in the sun. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. When you went over originally, you were over there in the spring. Number one, where the weather is, right. is much much nicer than what's happening now. But uh, number two, you kind of did less dates, but you did the big markets, right? You were like in the Londons and the Manchester's and the Birmingham's. This time, it kind of seems like you're taking it to the people, like you you know you're coming to some off off the beaten markets. Did did you want to go to some yeah. smaller venues and smaller cities to give everybody a chance? Yeah, I mean
1: absolutely. We've- you know, we didn't necessarily plan it out that way. Because I mean, you know, we're, we're we're an American band. The way we tour out here is like, you know, if you're in if you're in uh, California, if you play so you play L.A., you'll have people from San Diego. You'll have people from all over drive up to the show. And, yeah. and for some reason, in the UK is totally different. It doesn't take that long to go, you know, get from you know, from London to Manchester, but they're worlds apart. It seems mm-hmm. like you know, people. We, we, you know, we have fans all over the UK, and I didn't realize how you know. It's it's just a lot cooler to come into these smaller markets and in these people's home, hometowns and uh, easier for them to get off the show. And it's for them, I you know, it's cool. It's one of the coolest things about touring in the UK. There's so much like pride and, and and there's such huge music fans that like you know for for you to come into their town their hometown. It, it means a lot more than out here, I guess. Yeah, and, I, and I, that's why I think the energy of those shows. You know, you feel it. You know, you can feel that that sense of you know appreciation for music, an appreciation for a band coming to their hometown. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think, you know, this time around, it's going to, it's probably going to feel like way more, I mean, it already feels that after the playing in London, you know, like mm-hmm. that, just that appreciation. But to, to go into a smaller, smaller town in one um in different parts of the UK, it's, uh, I can't even imagine, like, what the energy is going to be like, it's you to
0: yeah, yeah, absolutely, and, you know, I find some of those smaller towns, you know, obviously, naturally, the the crowds are smaller, but sometimes you get some crazy intensity from that. I mean, you go to a weird market, and there's 150 people, but they're actually rocking out harder than, let's say, 800 people in London, you know?
1: Oh, for sure. Yeah, I mean, it, I mean that's how we've always played our shows. I mean, look at, even if it's got our own video, you know, you look back, you know, when we first um, set out on our first tour of, of the stage, I mean, we were playing you know, tiny, tiny little venues, and and a lot of them, you know, there's, there's, like, bar you hear know, glasses in the background, It's like, super small crowds. Yeah, that, yeah. You know, we've always, since day one, treated every show like, you know, before we even played an arena, we treat every show like it's an arena show. So to get into a small room with a smaller, intimate crowd that's going off, and, you know, to, just, just to be able to put on that show for, you know, it doesn't matter what size crowd, but it's, it, it, it's more, you know, has more, more to do with the, uh, the, the, Kind of vibe, the kind of energy in the room. It could be, you know, there could be 10,000 people in the room, or, you know, if it's, and if it's not the right crowd. Yeah. You know, you know what I mean? It doesn't mean shit. Yeah. Absolutely. So, uh, to, get, to get in front of the right crowd, no matter what size, which I know when we're over there, um, it's always the right crowd, and, and uh, especially if you just, you know
0: these past couple
1: tips over there mm-hmm. It's just been it's so worthwhile.
0: That's great. Uh, You know, were you – because it had been such a long, long time from when you guys had last been over there and uh, knowing uh, your agent, Ed, uh, as long as I have – you know, long before he ever worked with you, he was desperately trying to get a hold of you guys to bring you over. You know, and you guys are in between records for a long time. Um, were you were you worried? I mean, a lot of bands can be completely forgotten about in that type of time internationally. You know, when you came back, obviously you came back on the big download show, but was there anything right. that made you say, hey, we can play a festival, but I'm, I'm worried taking it to the clubs?
1: Of course. I and mean, you know, we've always heard that too coming up like, you know, if you got if you don't, you got to keep going back. you got to go back every year. You know, and we've definitely tried. I mean, it's been, we had a, you know, I don't know if you know the full story, but there's been a lot of roadblocks and and obstacles and horrible, like, tragedies within our camp that have prevented, and we've even had tours built that we tried to pull out of. And we just thank God that, you know, we've had that sort of forgiveness from, you know, from our UK following that they've just been super cool about. I mean, I'm sure we've lost some people. Yeah, yeah. And not, you know, coming back continually, but, but it, just, it has nothing to do with the fact that we were ignoring our fans over there that we didn't want to be there. It's just, it just, we just couldn't get over there for so many different reasons and it was silly, but we're just, we're stoked to be able to go over now and and we still have, you know, such a cool core fan base that, that, uh, you know, obviously, it, 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 we'll keep going as long as those people show up. It doesn't matter if it's 150 people or it's 800 or, or you know, we're playing friendly. We're We're stoked to go over there and and uh, like yeah. I said, the you are you're so cool over there that it's, it's so worth that 12-hour flight or whatever it is,
0: you know? Yeah, what, what's the makeup of the crowd like? I mean, are, are people coming to these shows that were literally seeing you the first time around on the very first A Place in, in the Sun tour? Or are you getting new people that always wanted to see you guys but you had never come and they're they're excited that they're finally getting the chance? Yeah, I would say, you
1: know, I was... I was really surprised at all the new people that, that were coming out. I mean, there were, there were fans back in the day, but but the majority of the people that I met this last run were people that had said, man, I'm so glad you guys came out. I was too young. You know, the, when you guys, last time you guys came out, I was too young to go you to your concerts, but I loved the music because I listened to your records ever since they came out. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I mean, we don't, I, I was lucky. You know, I was a little kid. I you was know, concert, I was eight years old. So I've been going to concerts since I was like, you know, third grade or whatever that is. Um, but, you know, a lot of people can't get out to shows until they're, you know, able to drive themselves or, or yeah. get there on their own. Their parents won't let them. But um, so it was cool meeting a lot of people that were that were big lit fans, but we had never met before and never seen us play live. So um, cool. it's, I would say it's probably 75% new people.
0: Uh-huh. Wow, that's great. That's awesome. But I shouldn't say I
1: shouldn't say you I should say lit live version, you know.
0: Yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, now uh, you were over there obviously when the weather was a lot better. Talking about the UK. Are you uh children uh, already? Yeah <laughs> totally. <laughs> Did, had you ever have you ever toured over there when, when the weather's been really bad, like back in the day?
1: Oh of course. Yeah, we've been there. We we actually spent a lot of time um, in London back in uh, when probably late ninety nine, two thousand. Uh, we were uh, we were over there doing a lot of promotions. We did all the big television shows there, and we kind of set up camp. And we spent uh, we were on I mean we, had, we toured about two years straight in the states, and then you know, and abroad as well. But we probably spent more time in London than we did in our own houses um, back in those days. Wow! Uh, so, so yeah, we we you know. A Good
0: weather is hard to come by, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Especially with it getting so dark over there. That what always blows my mind is you wake up and it's grey and you're like, Wait, is the sun coming out? And it doesn't. You know, you get three hours sure. of grey and then it's dark again. Like it's the ultimate vampire existence, you know. There's gonna
1: be a lot of like screen the two of us into the pub, into the venue, and we're gonna just stay out of it
0: you know, outdoors as much as possible. <laughs> <laughs> totally, totally. Um, talking about the UK and and traveling over there with, with this whole podcast we've been talking about the, the, traveling, what, what what's your favorite thing about traveling in general when you're on tour? What, what do you like about the experience? Um, I think, I mean, favorite
1: thing is probably after I set my suitcase down in my room, um, you know, pull out the toilet sheet bag, get, get kind of dialed in a little bit and, and it's just that first you know, when you first walk outside the hotel room and you find, you know, find a local pub or you find the, a coffee shop or, um, you know, anything. We just love to explore. You know, we're one of those bands that, like, as soon as we get our stuff in our, all of our bags and our crap in our room, we, you know, we start texting each other, like, anybody, anybody hungry or who's ready to roll out? And and that's, like, the first taste of the town, you know, uh-huh. and, and I think we, we all love that the most
0: the expiration factor and, and how about the opposite side of it what what what's the biggest pain in the ass about traveling
1: uh, you know I'm not a big fan of airports so I'm not a big fan of you know lugging a bag in and loading mm. up and getting on a tram. and I am definitely not not a good traveler I like I like seeing other places and being in other countries and, and uh small towns and anywhere you get next to and explore, but as far as getting
0: there, I hate it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So how did this idea to do the entire record come about? That's a really popular thing over in the UK. You're you're seeing a lot of bands from the late 90s, 2000 era coming over and quote-unquote doing the big record. Is that something you guys wanted to do, or or did you have to kind of be forced, forced down that road a little bit because you have the new record? Well, you
1: know, that's something that's been brought up quite a bit in the past and we've always, you know, we've always kind of shied away from it, uh, for whatever reason. I, I think, you know, obviously you're, we're always focusing on, you know, the next step and the next record and new songs and, and, not, not that we're one of those bands that doesn't play all the old favorites anyways live, but, uh, I think it really started making sense when it just got, I mean, it's a big thing. It's been a big thing overseas for a long time and we've never we really had done it, um, mm-hmm. Until the 15 year anniversary came up, I'll that record. And we're like, you know what? It's it's a special like milestone, and it's 15 years. Like, holy shit, it's been that long. Um, let's celebrate it, and let's make a big deal out of it. And and the other thing too is, I think finally dawned on us that that we're we're living in a time now where you know records, full length albums, and uh, you know when you're listening to a record and there's a sequence, and you get used to how it feels to go from track one to track you know 11 or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, that doesn't really exist anymore, and, it, and it's like, you know, we're, we're in such a singles-driven world now, and downloads, and, um, you know, you're not, people aren't buying CDs and looking at the book, so I think the fact that we got to be a part of a, an era where people went out and bought our CD, and they know what the cover looks like, and they know what, you know, they they got to go through and read the lyrics, and, and physically stick it in their player like, I think that's kind of a cool thing to celebrate in itself, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, and, and that was, that, and I think we caught the tail end of that. Which is, uh, you know, I had, it was a time where I was kind of making you know, a little bit of denial, I'm like, oh, should we embrace the fact that there's, you know, some people categorize, as, categorize this as a '90s band. Right? But it, and now I'm like, at first I was like, right, hey, we're '99, 99. we're, we're a '00s band. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's like now I'm like, shit, I'll fucking change it. You know what I mean? Like now, I I kind of feel bad for. This next generation,
0: I should maybe I should maybe be honest now, but like you know, I feel like pretty fortunate. Yeah, absolutely. You know, a thing that uh um that you touched on that I, I always have trouble with when if I meet a kid at a show or a teenager starting a band, the advice that I gave him ten, fifteen years ago when I was started is completely yeah. different than the advice that I give now and, and it, it's not in a good way like I, I don't look at this climate as yeah. a healthy place for a kid to start a band it, it seems like it's such an uphill battle there's there's, there's no light at the end of the tunnel I mean how different do you feel it is now for someone starting out because you guys were man, part of the man. old industry you got to really experience that real ride you know yeah uh, dude it's
1: really sad I, as much as I and I still to this day that I won't, I won't give, uh, you know, I, I won't discourage any kid that's passionate about music and, and starting a band and all that. I find, I find myself biting my tongue because as much as I know that really, I mean, there was a time where I felt like, oh shit, you know, record labels are falling apart. They're not making money so, you know, this is looking kind of bad. But, you know, someone's going to see the day. Like it got, it, it really has gotten, um, you know, to the point where like what? Really? What? Maybe, maybe getting more likes on your YouTube video. I mean, that's that's really the the new goal. I'm yeah, yeah. Part.
0: That's success now. It's like what? Yeah.
1: Like, yeah. Like, you know, it, it's a different kind of dream. It's not. I don't think kids they might not, not even know anymore. I mean, when I was, you know, I I got to go to my first concert and go to the record store and buy the record by the band that I just saw, and it, for me that was like shit. I was I was hooked, man. I wanted to beat those guys. Um that's, man, I don't, I don't know. Like, I, you know, this is a podcast, so I really don't want to neg anybody out who are listening listen mean,
0: Oh, no worries, man. I think it's the most depressing thing in the world, <laughs> to be honest with you. <laughs> it,
1: is, it is really sad. And I think that, you know, we're, I'm watching it happen. It's like a cancer, and I'm watching, uh, you know, as much as I I could appreciate a lot of the EDM music, like EDM and DJs getting paid more than the biggest rock stars that are out touring right now. I mean, there's something wrong with what's going on. You know what I
0: mean?
1: Yeah. I mean, even if those guys, even if the EDMV changes, if Calvin Harris can't admit that, there's a problem.
0: (laughs) yeah absolutely it's a backwards world but in some ways what you guys do in many ways is you're you're very much you're a throwback band in the best sense of the word I mean you're a rock band You, you got to navigate waters where lit was never classified you know you hear pop punk or you hear rock or alternative but I think you got to navigate away from that a little bit and now when people say lit they say rock band where a lot of other bands are stuck with certain tags from that era you know no matter what blink does blink is a you know the pop punk band i mean are, are you glad that you got to go away from those tags yeah
1: i mean, I mean no matter what you're i think you're always going to get tagged especially you know coming up at a time like that they're, they're because I mean, every genre was subcategorized I mean, you had it wasn't just rock and rock radio it was you know alternative modern modern rock active rock yeah classic you know what i mean so yeah you kind of had to put you in a category because I mean we we played the game and we were literally we had we were uh, you know we had number one on alternative or modern rock radio for 11 weeks and rock radio I think it was number one for I don't remember how many weeks here but but there was like we had people at program directors at rock radio telling us oh you know we can't you know, we we can't have you on a festival because you're, you know, you're their band, you're the modern rock band. Yeah, it's just like it was just so weird for a while. There was like, really, like, why, why are you like, you know, it's all rock and roll. So anyway, yeah. I mean, we're 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 in a time now where it's kind of coming back to uh, blurred lines within genres. I mean, which is it's kind of cool. I, I, that's the only hope I have really now is seeing that. Um, I mean, we just spent a lot of time in Nashville, right? and it, to be honest, with you, that's where I gravitate towards because. I think country music is the closest thing to what rock what rock was for a long time and has kind of faded into, you know, I, I don't know, rock, rock radio has gone so weird that I don't even listen to it anymore. Yeah. Um, so and I go back to rec- my favorite records and classic rock and, um, you know, my Elvis Costello records and stuff like that. But as far as, like, what's going on right now in music, I think the healthiest genre is country music. Yeah. And, I mean, and aside from that, pop radio, I think mean pop's better than it's ever
0: been. Yeah, and, and country, they were like, the country music scene's bizarre because I feel like when everything started falling apart, they built walls around their scene, pretended none of the bad things were happening and captivated their audience and even didn't let them, yeah. you know, they were like, hey, you buy your CDs at Walmart. There's still CDs at Walmart, you know? They just, they, yeah, they created such a world. Now you can you can watch a goddamn show on ABC about Nashville. Like, they've, they've really yeah. sort of suspended what's happening in the rest to the, the music industry which is awesome but it's almost a little scary too because it's like that's it that's the last genre you can make a buck in you know
1: well you know what? but the thing is it's also I mean it's middle America it, it, I, I know they've done studies like a lot of the uh, uh, research they do as far as social media and who's you know who's buying their music on iTunes and blah 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 and you think that middle America would be like you know, toothless and buying their, buying their records at Walmart, but you'd be surprised, like, there, studies are coming back that they're like the most active a lot of those people because they're, that's, that's where they're getting all their fuel. I mean, they want to know what's going on in in New York City and Los Angeles Mm -hmm. and around the world and now they've got internet and now they're like all about it. I mean, it's huge. It's super healthy and you don't see, you don't see, um, I guess a guy like Jamie Johnson's social you know, actually I actually have seen it grow grow a lot, but like his social media numbers were really low at the peak of his success success. But uh but uh I actually didn't say that peak even, he hasn't peaked yet but yeah so, I, mean, I mean social media numbers in country are now like
0: ridiculous it's crazy. It's a lifestyle, and you get the weekend country cowboy fans, and you know I said, you know, went to see Brad Paisley in l a at the Hollywood Bowl, and everyone was wearing oh, cowboy wow. hats, and you're like, this is not real, this is not here, but people almost play dress up. It's like they live in this alternate universe with country it's It's <laughs> fascinating what they did, you know well, it's
1: funny is that all the country artists are you know. Look like rock band. Yeah, right. None <laughs> yeah. Of, they're not wearing cowboy hats anymore. They're all, you know,
0: that's funny. Yeah, they got the tight jeans. Great. Well, just a couple more quick questions uh, about the UK and getting ready for this tour. Um, question number one: What is the one thing that you always pack on tour? What would you say to somebody is the one thing you have to have with you when you're on tour? Huh.
1: Uh, I guess my phone charger.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely.
1: <laughs> you gotta you gotta have all your chargers. Uh, uh, I don't know. I'm not. I, I've gotten pretty good at, at traveling lean and mean. You know, I don't. I don't like to bring too much shit. As long as I have, uh, you know, bring a jacket. I'm gonna have to bring a lot of warm shit out here this time because uh, normally I like pack. I'm from California, so all my clothes are warm weather clothes, but. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think I think now most most anywhere we go, they have pretty much. You can go out and pick up what you need. Yeah. I used to be a little worried that when I go overseas, that I wasn't going to find, you know, my snacks, my food, and my little.
0: Yeah, I, I you know, remember uh, touring internationally when we first started. It was just always a constant quest to find internet. Just like wandering around cities looking for internet cafes, and like yeah. that's such a thing of the past now. You know. Or a
1: cup of familiar coffee. You know, as much as I like going like you know,
0: and
1: some good European coffee. I was like, when I see a Starbucks, I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and now they're everywhere too.
0: So, I, I mean, it's I don't have to pack that heavy anymore. Good, good. Um, next up, uh, food. We have serious trouble with UK food. Are you guys into it? <laughs> out on it? How do you survive over there, food wise? Man, yeah, I. It's, it is tough, man. I
1: feel like uh, I hear this from California as well, right? Yes. Yep. I mean, I think we're spoiled here because we got the best Mexican food, and I, we were brought up on that, so, um, you know, we got everything here, and I feel
0: like it is tough, man. I don't know. <laughs> when I'm over there, I just, I go real simple. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, have, have you, uh, we, we always hit this place Wagamama. Do you, does that ring a bell? It's a Japanese chain over there? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Wagamama. I think, yeah, you, you never go to all noodles and, and, uh, you know, just broth and noodles and, yeah, you know
0: what I mean? That's a savior over there. Great. Okay. So so basically when it comes to Sunday roast, you're on the Sunday gross side. What's that? When it comes to Sunday roast, you're on the Sunday gross side. I don't understand. No, the uh, the UK has the Sunday roast. That's like the special Sunday meal where they cook like the roast oh, okay. this and that. So uh uh-huh. you know, we, we we call it Sunday gross. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah you know what? The one thing I do like is the breakfast over there. I like the, the, uh, the bacon better. Mm-hmm. I and I'm, a fan, I'm a fan of like fried tomatoes and, and stuff like that. So when it comes to like breakfast food,
0: I'm a big fan of the Buchanan breakfast. You're in on the breakfast. Excellent, excellent. Cool. So and and what's your favorite stuff. place to play over there? Is there a city that you feel a certain kinship with? You had mentioned London's really important to you guys.
1: I mean, I guess London it, it, that's kind of a no brainer. It's not really fair to throw that in. At the yeah. But, I mean, we had a great time in Manchester. We had a, that might be a second not fair. Yeah. Um, <laughs> gotcha. But I mean, it's really it's hard to say, man. I, I mean, it's like you were saying before, man. One hundred and fifty people show up or eight hundred people show up. It it's just about the night, you know. These mm-hmm. captured and killer moments in, in you know some of the most obscure places and, and with small crowds so it, it, it just kind of depends on on uh, i guess the
0: night yeah it's, it's a real joy of touring every day is a strange adventure even though you're repeating the process there's always going to be something that's a little different and you never know what day is going to go down as an epic night or uh, yeah. whatever on to the next one you know
1: and a lot of times we roll into town and it's daylight, like, you know, and there's like there's nothing going on, and there's like maybe a shitty coffee shop, and you're just like, man, tonight's gonna suck, Fuck this place. <laughs> and and then it gets dark, and then people start showing up, and you play, and you're just like, fuck that, you know, that show went off. And they, mm-hmm. it's a lot of surprises. That's what keeps it, you know, keeps it fresh.
0: Great, great. Fun. And uh, what's your uh, favorite pre-show cocktail? What do you what, what do you need before you go on stage? You got a favorite drink? You
1: know, as much as I like, I try. and, we're drinkers for sure, and I try and, like, you know, pace myself and keep mellow. But the one thing my go drinks drink is always Jaeger. Okay. Uh, as long as, and I know when you say cocktail, I'm not just talking about liquor, but yeah, yeah. I, uh, I, you know, for me, pre show, I, I don't really start getting ready till maybe 45 minutes before showtime, and mm. then I start, you know, then I'll do, like, a few sit ups, and I'll do, you know, a shot of Jaeger and a pound of water, and, uh, just, you know, get my blood flowing, but yeah, it's not, not, not anything
0: too crazy. Gotcha. And then how about, a uh, post-show, do you switch it up? Is there something you like to wind down with, or, or pick the party up with? I
1: like to, you know, take a shot of Jaeger, do some set-ups. <laughs> <laughs> I do the same thing after the show, I guess, no, I just, no, not, not, not really anything too ritualistic, you know, I just, maybe a glass of wine, I do, I'm a wine out, so I drink a little bit of wine, and, uh-huh. uh. Good. Well, the before show More wine after the show, I guess.
0: Yeah, that's great. Well, we're 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 glad to glad to hear that you guys are still drinking because you never know. Sometimes you go out with bands and it's like, oh yeah, those guys gave that up like ten years ago, and then we're you know we feel like alcoholics like hiding in a room so nobody sees us. So that that's always nice, you know.
1: Yeah, you know, the cool thing about our band is I like, think we just maintain. We drink, we kind of drink a lot, but we've maintained. We haven't gone like too far off the deep end, and we haven't like nobody gotten sober. Uh-huh. so we just I think you got a good handle on
0: it that's great awesome awesome well sir can't thank you enough for your time and uh we are super super excited for next week and and to get this show on the road and what would yeah, you s- what would you say to the UK fans why should they come out to this particular tour it's cold it's rainy it's November it's the end of the year it's your second time back but why do why do? why do the people need to be at this tour
1: I mean we need you guys to come out. Fill up these rooms. Keep us warm. We're from California. <laughs> uh, we need uh, some, you know, some boys to come out and it. This is gonna be the last time we're doing this batch of songs, you know, in order. I mean, I can't see us doing it again, and, and we're, we're kind of capping it off over in the U.K., so it's a special thing for, uh, for all
0: of us. Yeah, absolutely, and I think it's just going to be just a really good, fun party atmosphere. I think there's going to be a lot of joy. I think anybody listening to the cast right now, the main reason to come out is you're going to see an actual rock and roll show. You're going to see bands for that sure. play rock and roll, and they have fun doing it, and these are live bands that put on actual shows. No one's going to be up there staring at their shoes. It's, it's going to be a great night we're going to have a blast awesome yeah. well AJ thank you for joining us on Fresh Talk Man we will see you next in the United Kingdom and looking forward yeah, to it can't wait likewise brother
1: see you
0: soon alright sir travel safe we'll talk to you soon right. bye